0: This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Ben Fraden of XXX Nifty. Adult site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at AdultSiteBroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up to date. The new site also has links to our Marketplace and Affiliate Program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit asbmarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And of course, there's ASB Cash, The first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to introduce for sale a hentai site network. The company has an Italian hentai pay site and the most popular Italian hentai free site, plus a popular game pay site. The free site has Italian hentai comics and videos and 52,000 daily views. The adult Italian game site makes over 40,000 euros a month. The hentai comics and video site makes over 11,000 euros monthly. There are also Telegram channels for the sites that are included, as well as a Patreon page. All of the sites have a ton of content, and the traffic is mostly organic. No advertising has been purchased. This is an amazing opportunity for anyone with hentai or game traffic. There's also all the necessary material to learn and manage the business included in the sale. Only 1.5 million euros. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Ben Fraden of XXX Nifty. Hey, Ben, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Hey, nice to be here. Glad to talk to you. It's a pleasure. Now, Ben is the COO and co-owner of XXX Nifty. He's worked with three adult NFT projects, and he has a background in the corporate level of the market research industry. He's also a musician with 13 years' experience producing albums. They still have albums? Yeah, I guess they do in some points. Um, XXX Nifty Global is the owner of the XXX Nifty Adult NFT Marketplace and the future website Pleasurely.com. And I'll spell that P L E A S U R E L Y.com. It's a crypto only adult media platform. XXX Nifty also is the creator of the NSFW token, the cryptocurrency designed for the adult industry. So, Ben, how does the adult industry in general benefit from cryptocurrencies?
1: Yeah, and I just want to say in this recording that you have a very lovely voice. So, I'm well, hoping this you. gets out in the in the podcast itself. Yeah, my, um, my mother loved it too. So, that's uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, for cryptocurrencies in the adult industry. Cryptocurrencies itself have benefits for the adult industry, and there's kind of overall benefits uh, that the adult industry can get from cryptocurrencies, not just from the cryptocurrency itself, but how credit cards are currently interacting with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for just the the cryptocurrencies themselves, um, there's a few different uh, key points that the adult industry can get out of it. Uh, The first thing is that cryptocurrencies do uh, prevent chargebacks from happening whatsoever, so Mm -hmm. there can't be an interaction where a buyer buys something, the payment is pending, they get the content, then they regret it, or they just don't feel like paying for it. And they yeah. go to their bank or their credit card company and tell them, oh, I didn't pay for that. And then you never get your money. Right. Um, there's no like pending period uh, for right. cryptocurrencies. So that, that just can't happen whatsoever.
2: Okay.
1: Um, then there's also higher anonymity for both the buyer and potentially the seller. Hmm. As well, that can protect buyers uh, from basically having like a some sort of statement in their bank statement that just says, like, you know, sexy girl 69 or whatever <laughs> if they buy pornography. Um, so, what would happen instead is it would likely just show up as just buying the cryptocurrency itself. So, it would just say like Bitcoin or something on there. And then mm-hmm. the buyers are kind of protected that way. Sure. And then also, the sellers would only really, in theory, be only be. Uh, getting the the wallet address of the buyer. Um, So they could identify the buyer, they could identify what they're buying and selling, but they wouldn't necessarily get their address or name or things like that. So that can make the the buyer more comfortable purchasing to begin with that this information isn't given out to them. So it's totally anonymous. It's technically semi-anonymous because you can track the wallet address, but you can't track the person itself. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I could go into like the larger benefits for the industry. Um, So the main problem with the adult industry right now is that there's, or at least it's one of the main problems, um, is that there's a lot of regulations coming from Visa and MasterCard. Yes. Um, And so they're really prohibitive on adult websites in particular and payments online. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean, I imagine a lot of people that listen to a podcast like this would know that Pornhub had their, you know, credit card uh, payment services just entirely taken out of them last, I believe, last December. Yep. Um, and then OnlyFans recently, in the last uh, month or so, uh, announced that they were removing uh, adult content from their website entirely. Then kind of went walked back on it like three days later. Yeah. Then. Flipped, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they they likely did that just again because of the the Visa and Mastercard regulations, which are about to. Uh, take place and upgrade or evolve in, a, uh, I believe October 15th or something like that, specifically mm-hmm. MasterCard. Right. Yeah. So I imagine a lot of people are talking about that in the industry. And so with cryptocurrencies, uh, you can just, you know, avoid all of that entirely. Anything to do with Visa or MasterCard or credit card companies kind of telling you one way or another, what you're supposed to do uh, that doesn't take place in the cryptocurrency world at all. So if you go, with cryptocurrency payments instead, then you don't have these like regulations other than the the legal regulations of the the country you're in, which are much less stringent than what you know, Visa or Mastercard says. This is true. This is true. Um, so
0: let's talk about adult NFTs. What exactly are they?
1: Yeah. So adult NFTs, uh, or just NFTs in general, are basically a way to sell. Uh, content, uh, like an image, video, or GIF, or audio, uh, on a blockchain like a cryptocurrency. So just for basic understanding, a cryptocurrency is basically like an alternative money. Uh, an NFT would just be a file that's sold in the, the same place where the cryptocurrency is created, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Bitcoin itself, and then there's a Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, or the really the the biggest one that has nfts is the ethereum blockchain which ethereum is the second biggest cryptocurrency basically usually more people know bitcoin than ethereum so i just kind of wanted to throw that out there but essentially uh it would be taking files and selling them directly on uh like the ethereum blockchain basically and so what that is for the adult industry is just taking adult content pornography you know Pornographic images, pornographic videos, gifs, whatever, and just selling them directly as a uh, as a file on the the blockchain. And the reason why you'd want to do that is because there is just a much higher value to images and videos sold as an NFT rather mm-hmm. than just a regular image or video, um, just because there's a very large amount of investors that that buy into this content because the, of the crypto market itself. So. Specifically, um, uh, what happens is the the image or video is basically given like a token ID or like just this little, you know, number that's attached to it. That's a unique number that only that image or video will have. Right. And then because it has that number or code, uh, it's it becomes this unique product that can be bought and sold in this different way than images or videos normally have. Hmm. And so because of that, um, when you have like an image or video normally, uh, you know, it's going to sell for maybe. You know, a dollar, ten dollars, twenty dollars. You know, instead of that being sold for those regular prices, mm-hmm. your same image or video as an NFT will sell for a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars. You know, like who knows how high it goes? Like if you yeah. just Google NFTs, um, you'll find all these crazy articles where it's like, oh, this one GIF sold for a million dollars. This yeah. you know, this painting in NFT form sold for sixty million dollars. Like so, there's really no limitation for how much they can sell, and it's literally the same content. Like Probably anyone in the adult industry is already sitting on with hundreds, thousands. I've heard people say they have millions of images before. So you could take literally every one of those images and you could sell each one of them for $100, $500. Who knows? You know, it's a it's a lot of revenue just kind of sitting there. Sure. I guess with like um, up
0: and coming porn stars, they could sell the NFTs for a lower price, and the investors could buy them anticipating their stardom that they'd be selling for a lot more up the road. Is that is that
1: pretty accurate? I mean, the prices of adult NFTs, I mean, as far as I've seen so far and running my marketplace and seeing any other adult NFT marketplaces, isn't necessarily dependent on how big of a name they are. Hmm. That's definitely a big factor into it. But a lot of it is also just engaging with the, the people who are going to buy it themselves, and really having that sort of parasocial relationship, like as mm-hmm. if you're a, just a streamer or anywhere else, basically on social media, like, or if you're on OnlyFans and you DM people, like if you have that sort of relationship of the person, mm-hmm. even if you're a little, you know, you can have that person that's like that one, you know, whale investor in your content, yeah. and they'll just buy, you know, your NFT for a thousand dollars or something sure. like that, you know. Yeah, just
0: just to, just to own something unique from that model, and and uh, you know, I I know that you have your whales, um, in on the uh, content mar- marketplaces like OnlyFans and uh, you know uh, just 4 fans and uh, you know OnlyVids and things like that, um, and you know those the, those whales, not to mention the cam sites. And those whales can be, as a a whale would indicate, huge.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's just another way to really be selling your content. And it's also something that doesn't stop it from being sold as a a regular image or video. So it's just this Mm -hmm. other amount of money that's just kind of sitting there to be taken, really. Got it. So if you
0: sell it as an NFT, you can still put it on the web?
1: There's no real reason why you can't. There's nothing that's going to stop you from doing that. Hmm. It may devalue your NFT. Yeah, with, like Yeah,
0: that's why I asked that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so like you could still do it. It's just going to be harder to sell probably, but it's yeah. nothing stopping it from selling. Like people still will buy it.
0: Interesting. I didn't um, but it's better,
1: that. you know, to have it be... It's Better to have it be unique, better to have it be exclusive, yeah. yeah, like yeah. something to make it special or something. There's a lot of things you can do to make it worth more money as well, in all these different ways, really. Interesting, interesting. So,
0: how's the whole adult NFT thing going so far?
1: I mean, I would say it's going pretty well. Like, the entire concept of an adult NFT started like this April, Like it's a really new concept, yeah. Uh, specifically, triple X Nifty, the company I own. Uh, we're the oldest adult NFT marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're the ones that started in April. Yeah. And then there's been about maybe like 10 or 15 different adult NFT marketplaces that have existed one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe our marketplace does have the highest sales volume and the highest amount of revenue from its NFT marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. I only really know of maybe a handful of others that actually are competitors that even Just selling them regularly, basically. Um, But the overall market for NFTs, it kind of goes up and down with the cryptocurrency market. So if cryptocurrencies are doing really well, then NFT sales are doing really well. And then if cryptocurrencies are doing really bad, then NFT sales are doing really bad. So I've definitely Mm -hmm. seen it go up and down depending on what's going on in the markets. Like the market was up quite a bit in August. So NFT sales were up quite a bit. And then it went back down in September. So NFT sales went down... A bit, but I think overall, for an emerging market, it's doing, you know, pretty good. Especially because mm-hmm. like no one knows what these things are even yet. Sure,
0: sure. And I'll remind everybody we're recording this october 1st and ben is doing it at the ungodly hour of 2 a.m his time <laughs> zone so i do appreciate that and this will be running in january of next year so uh just oh wow keep, keep all that in mind well we're pretty backlogged as far as uh as future episodes already um yeah we're we're, we're in demand finally uh 70 episodes in that we've actually uh ran so uh adult site broker talk is going very strong um so
1: why don't you use credit card payments on your website so that's interesting because we actually did have credit card payments initially on our website for like the Hmm. first couple months um very specifically (coughs) excuse me very specifically we uh had credit card payments on there because we didn't even really know if people would use cryptocurrencies to to buy these things yet Hmm. um we had a a discount that would be on the the cryptocurrency itself that we control since we have our own cryptocurrency itself and not just like use other cryptocurrencies. Um, And we put a, I think it was a a five or 10% discount. I believe it was a 10% discount at first Mm -hmm. um, that said, okay, you could use your credit card or you get this 10% discount with our cryptocurrency. And so people slowly started using the cryptocurrency more and more. And then at a certain point, we just, took off the credit cards entirely just because like everybody was just using the cryptocurrency basically, and they had gotten comfortable Mm. using it. It's, it's something where, uh, you know, we really did that overall because we want to be a cryptocurrency only company, Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of different reasons. And I believe, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit with the Visa and MasterCard regulations. If we're cryptocurrency only, we don't have to worry about all that stuff on our websites. Basically, we don't have to worry about those MasterCard regulations that are coming into play in October. Uh, essentially. So that's really why we have it off entirely. Yeah. Right. And and they'll
0: they'll have been well established by the first of the year although god knows where they'll be then they could even be tighter. So um you have a cryptocurrency. Um what's been the progress of that in terms of usage and value?
1: Yes, yeah, so I there's basically kind of like a kind of like a I don't know how to describe it like a a pathway that all uh, startup cryptocurrencies go on. So mm-hmm. uh, there's there's really big cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that. Those are ones that have like really big amounts of money into them. Yep. And when they, they launch, they're launching with like, you know, no pre-sale or anything like that. They're just launching with a, a ton of money already poured into it. Yep. For startup cryptocurrencies, they go through what's called a pre-sales phase. Hmm. And so that's basically where a bunch of money is raised to fund what's called a liquidity pool for the cryptocurrency. And that's Mm -hmm. what's necessary to actually make it function. And so people can buy and sell it. Mm -hmm. Um, It generally uh, needs like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to be put into it, to function. Mm -hmm. And if at any time the liquidity pool gets too low, then the cryptocurrency actually doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't know all this stuff at this level until I was like running this company. I started out in just marketing. Right. uh with cryptocurrencies and so now i have a pretty good understanding of how these things function overall yeah and so for the 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 cryptocurrency itself like if you track it from the pre-sales phase to like this moment of where we're at with our cryptocurrency i mean we're probably up like a hundred times or something if you bought in like day one of the cryptocurrency like if you bought in wow right at the end of the pre-sales phase and got it like that one day
0: well i wish i had why didn't you tell me
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's actually how it works in crypto like if you're investing at the startup level um a lot of people will just buy all these tokens you know hour one day one and see Mm -hmm. how it does and that's where the people get literally like 10 times their money back a hundred times their money Mm -hmm. back stuff like that so ours is up quite a bit because Usually what happens is you have the pre-sales phase. People put all this money in. Then at the end of the pre-sale phase, they're supposed to get a certain amount of the cryptocurrency for putting money into the token.
2: Mm.
1: And then everybody just sells basically. They just like sell our one and then, the the token is down like 90% of from where it started. And then you have to do this really long process of like slowly getting people back to get back to where you were at, like hour one of the cryptocurrency or something like that. But for us, uh, we're actually successful. So we've gone above and beyond where we're at for the the pre-sales phase. And we're much, much, much higher than there because we've done, you know, all kinds of marketing events Mm -hmm. and connections and people see what we're doing. So it's, Actually, pretty successful.
0: Yeah, and you've got a lot more behind your your uh, your coin than I, I think a lot of companies
1: do. Cryptocurrencies usually like don't really have like a, a real reason for why they exist. Yeah, um, like if you look exactly. at something like Doge, like Dogecoin, yeah, it uh, like the no, joke. yeah, yeah, it, it has no purpose. It just right. like is there, right? You know, it doesn't have a function for what its use is. So we're technically what's called a utility token, which is a little ridiculous but it just means like we literally have a reason to exist How about um, that what a concept what a, yeah, concept. Like, a
0: reason not? to exist my god <laughs> just think about it that, uh, that that blows me away hey i'm learning a lot here and i'm sure our listeners are as well what do you think the future of the adult industry holds
1: yeah so i think for the adult industry as a whole um it just looks like to me, like there's been like a a 20 year history of like, or probably really going back f- further than that. But I know of <laughs> just going back about 20 years of about mm-hmm. of a credit card vendors just kind of getting stingier and stingier on the industry.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I know at a certain point you could use American Express with the adult industry and yep. those could be used for payments on websites and yep. you can't do that anymore. They just nope. took that whole thing away at some point.
0: Yes, they did. So now when
1: people say credit card vendors they just mean Visa and MasterCard and no one else because no one mm-hmm. else does it right and Visa and MasterCard have like slowly over time gotten like stricter and stricter and more controlling of like what adult companies can do with their their payments and they also mm-hmm. give like a crappy rate for the um, like the payment oh, processing yes, to the adult industry yes, they do yes they do yeah it's called, like other it's industries got a better
0: risk rate. it's called high risk processing
1: yeah no it sucks yes um so i've just seen it get worse and worse and i don't really see them just kind of turning around and be like oh no we actually like you guys now let's uh you know let's be friends like it's probably just going to keep getting more annoying
0: yeah as the political pressure continues as uh everything gets weirder um, I don't know. I don't know five years from now if there will even be credit card processing in adult. Would you agree
1: with that? Yeah, I think it's definitely possible that Visa and MasterCard just straight up cancel all adult payments at a certain point. Mm. I think there would be a backlash to that, but it's like, also, like they don't care. It would pro- yeah, it'd be, it would be taking a headache away from them. Like they're not, we're not like a significant percentage of their business. You know, no. the adult industry, no. they can live without us pretty much, and it would just save them a lot of time and effort. Pretty yep. much just trying to regulate us. Yep. Um. So I think that's really possible that that happens, and mm-hmm. so I think that's one of the real main reasons why cryptocurrency is such a benefit to the adult industry because it's pretty much like a helping hand coming to like this drowning person, being like, "Here, gotcha." You know, you could still keep going
2: because mm-hmm. otherwise
1: like all this this would just be done online yeah. you know yeah exactly
0: so what do you think the future of uh of crypto holds
1: cryptocurrency as a whole not just with the adult industry i mean i think it's just going to keep being more widely adapted but then it's mm-hmm. also going to be more standardized where right now if you're like a cryptocurrency investor or Someone making a cryptocurrency business—it's like the wild west right now. There's like yeah. no regulations. Right. Like, there's nothing really telling you how you're supposed to do taxes with it. It's not clear to anyone really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there'll yeah, be a tell,
0: tell. Tell me a guy that brokers websites and they go, "Oh, by the way, and we did X amount in crypto, but I can't prove it."
1: Yeah, no, it's it's weird. Like, and they just passed like new laws. Uh, I think there was something in one of the those really big omnibus bills that was just like a little part chunk of it like a page or something for cryptocurrency yep. and they're like their uh, passage in there about cryptocurrency and taxation was like nonsense and no one really knows how to, to handle it next year when they they basically come to try to pay taxes for it it's just going to be a big headache to well, accountants how can they, pretty much
0: well how can they require it when virtually everything's offshore and they don't have control
1: over it yeah it, i don't really know what's going to happen when when i personally try to pay taxes next year what i'm you know what they're going to even count or not count which transactions will tra- connect to being taxed or not taxed it's very yeah. unclear to me but i think that's where it's going to go is that there will be more clear regulations that this is what we want from it. This is what we expect. And I think that like a lot of people are scared about that in crypto that like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, they're going to regulate us out of existence. But Mm -hmm. honestly, there's like so much stuff that should be regulated in the crypto space. Like so many like Mm -hmm. weird scams and (laughs) things. Like I can tell you all kinds of stories on that. Mm -hmm. Of just like crazy things I've seen where I'm like, man, that should just, that should be illegal. I don't
0: want people doing that. Tell me one good one.
1: I got, I got a really good one actually (laughs) um, that just happened. Um, so i've been on like three projects actually um triplex nifty is the the third project i was on i'm now mm-hmm. the the co-owner so i'm not switching anywhere else but mm-hmm. uh i was doing marketing for a couple other projects previously uh one previous project i'm on and eh, i'm not going to name it but one previous project i was on i was on it for about a month i was the <laughs> the marketing person on there uh, just going and like reaching out to the adult industry and creators and bring them to the token. I worked with this one guy. He was the owner. I found him pretty immature. I yeah. found him like like he didn't know what he was doing whatsoever. He knew nothing of two two five seven regulations. Didn't seem to care uh-huh. about getting photo IDs or yeah. anything like that. Um, and so at a certain point, I left the the token just because like I just had enough of working for that guy and yeah. I just switched to another token because. You know, I have a pretty good resume in this stuff and I can just go find another one easily. Yeah. Um, But I, I I left it. And then after I left it, they didn't replace like any sort of marketing person at all. So I just, I like, noticed it just kind of wither and die, <laughs> you know, over the course of like two months, I saw that the owner at a certain point, he just like abandoned his token for like two months and yeah. left it to like the other staff. Yeah. And he was just like in Mexico or something. <laughs> and Apparently he came back from his like Mexico trip for two months and said, oh, uh, let's just do another pre-sale. I, I quit this token and OK, everybody that bought into my token now, I'm going to make this other token and you have to buy that and then you'll get your money back, oh, which goodness. is not uncommon in crypto. But that itself is pretty weird and sketchy. <laughs> um, so he canceled his whole cryptocurrency hmm. and then made a new one, put in the pre-sale but didn't market it because he didn't have a marketing person. And so to get through pre-sale, to get that liquidity pool filled, uh, you need like a certain amount of money and it didn't reach what it needed. And if that happens, all the money just goes back to the original people. So oh, they, he didn't even get a second cryptocurrency started. And so I now think, he's sitting there.
0: I, Go think, ahead. I think I know, I think I know what they
1: call just abandoning it and not paying people. I believe it's called theft. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the, in the crypto world, uh, it's called a rug pull specifically. Mm. Um, and so that's what the guy did. So he had all this money from the original cryptocurrency. He failed making a second one. And so he has a, there's a specifically telegram, which is like a social app that's used a lot in the cryptocurrency world. Um, you know, all the people are there going, okay, can we have our money back? And then all of a sudden just the telegram was muted and no one could talk in it anymore. Um, and he just left, like he's left with everybody's money. He probably left with like a hundred thousand dollars at least. Um, And so this is where it gets really stupid, though, Mm. Um, is that, like, he was, like, sloppy about it. Like, usually if, like, you have a rug pull scam where you just steal everybody's money, you take the liquidity pool yourself... Mm. um, you just delete the whole telegram and you don't ever like give your name out. So no one can find you basically, you just kind of take the money and run pretty mm-hmm. much, but he didn't delete anything. Oh, no. He just left it and left it muted. And so another admin that got their money stolen, just unmuted it and just said, Hey, uh, this guy just stole all our money, you know? And I mean, this happened like two days ago. And so I'm like looking in the chat and like, I know the guy's personal, Information, so people are coming to me like, Hey, can you give me like his address and his name? And you, you know, on, where he's at? Why don't you put it on Telegram. I mean, I'm not gonna say <laughs> if I gave any information out, but people are real, real mad. And I mean, like, yeah. people in the crypto world, so they're sure. like, I'm gonna get these people from uh Poland to go and meet him, you know. And I'm like, Man, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that, I don't know what that means. Oops, I, I do. don't want to know.
0: I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do, and he probably deserves it. Um, what about what about the future for like uh, the, the big uh, cryptocurrencies do you think those things are gonna gonna continue to go up and and uh, and shoot
1: higher uh, for like Bitcoin or ethereum I mean Bitcoin yeah. I could see Bitcoin being topped out and this is my personal prediction I don't really know no or any any one sure. way or another but my personal thought is that Bitcoin is maybe, maybe it can get up to like 100,000. I think it's gone up to like around 70,000 earlier this year or something like that. Yeah, it's down a lot from like a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it could peak at 100,000 and then that's it. It's probably going to go down from there. That's Mm -hmm. my thought. And the main reason is that I think Ethereum or another token may take its place as like the top cryptocurrency. I hope so. Um, That's the one I'm in. (laughs) Which one, Ethereum? Yeah. Yeah, Ethereum's the one that has all the NFTs on it. It's the one that has uh, smart contracts and that you can put all this like extra stuff on it. Bitcoin doesn't have anything like that. And it just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a payment transactor. So it doesn't do much where Ethereum can do all these different things. And they're trying to basically make it so that it's not actually destructive to the environment. And that's like one of the key issues that I think people don't like about uh nfts and cryptocurrencies so they're trying to actually work on that and i think if they actually can do that Mm -hmm. that it probably will become the the lead token um and it's it's worth maybe like three thousand dollars like that so if it really blew up you know it's that means it's going to you know a hundred thousand from there i mean if you have money in it right now you're going to make a ton of money in it basically good i like that (laughs) good i hope you have some
0: Always a good thing. Always a good thing. So what are your goals with XXX Nifty?
1: I would say we have a couple different goals. I mean, we have a goal for, you know, what we personally want financially. And then we have probably more of like our mission statement, um, you know, overall, you know, philosophy of what we're trying to do. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, I mean, personally, as a a business, you know, we're basically trying to be uh, uh, one of the future staples in the adult industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, for payment, especially when all these regulations start really coming into play with Visa and MasterCard where, you know, all these different websites are not going to be able to use uh, uh, credit card processing. Right. We want to be the people that kind of step in and be like, okay, you can use our payment processor or, hey, you could just come to our websites. You know, we're not going to have any problems with these things, basically. Right. But then from like a kind of mission statement kind of philosophy type of thing, Um I mean, we're basically trying to be uh, like the home for for sex workers and people in the adult industry, pretty much. Uh, We're trying to be a place where, you know, you're not going to have a fear that you're going to get kicked off this platform when we decide like, oh, you're too much of a risk. We want to go make money elsewhere. We're never going to have a reason to do that. I mean, we're explicitly sure. a cryptocurrency company designed for the adult industry. Nice. Our cryptocurrency has NSFW in the name. It's mm-hmm. probably not going to be used for regular <laughs> business ideas. Being named that, we have yeah. a, you know a triple X in our company's name. So, yep. you know, we're we're going to be flagged with all the adult stuff just like you guys and. Yep you know, we're, we're out and proud about it, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're here to do is to be the, you know, the payment people for the adult industry. And so
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I've also done something in which I, I've tried to put sex workers in positions of power within my company and to make them equity partners or managers over things just so that like, I can hear what they want, because you know, you can hear my voice, like I have a, a male body, a male voice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna necessarily know what like, you know, what's, who's primarily a female, uh, uh, sex worker, right. um, what they're going to necessarily want or need or things like that. So I've tried to make sure that there's a, a good amount of workers under me and people in pretty good amounts of positions of power, like I said, and not mm-hmm. just like entry level employees that, um, can basically tell me and correct me and be like, okay, this is what we want. This is what we, uh, want out of this, uh, this website and this cryptocurrency and what we prefer and mm-hmm. so that's what I'm I'm really trying to do is kind of make it so like it's the like the home for like these these people, basically like the adult industry as a whole. Sweet. Sweet.
0: Uh, now uh, what problems do you see with other adult crypto
1: projects? Yeah, so there's um like I said, probably like 15, 20, maybe 30, I'm not even sure how many like adult cryptocurrency projects that exist as a whole. Mm-hmm. There was very specifically one very high-profile adult cryptocurrency back in March, mm. um, which was Cum Rocket, which is a really dumb name, but <laughs> it basically made a lot of money just because it was such a dumb name. Um, they blew up back in, like, March or April or something like that. So their cryptocurrency is actually older than our cryptocurrency, but our okay. NFT marketplace is older than their NFT marketplace. So it kind of, like, trades <laughs> back and forth, basically. Right. They literally... Uh, Went to a market cap of like over a hundred million dollars back in like March and April, yeah. Um, because people just thought it was a really cool idea of like adult NFTs and things like that. Um, they uh, then also got tweeted by uh, Elon Musk specifically, where he started talking about them one day, Ooh. and so a lot of people know who they are. I think they are on like like think um was it Bill Mayer? I think he talked a bit about Ma- uh, yeah. Cum rocket. Did mm. I say his name wrong? I don't remember him <laughs> mentioning it. I see all his shows, but I'll take your word for it. There was some segment he had on cryptocurrency, and he explicitly mm. called out Cum Rocket, and he didn't say it in a nice way. But it was just mm. literally like he oh, no, said no, the no, words. That
0: doesn't that doesn't surprise me. He didn't talk about OnlyFans or uh, Pornhub in a nice way either. So, which kind of surprises me with Mar because he's so into his vices. I I don't understand why he's uh, he's uh, so uh, prudish when it comes to porn.
1: I always found him to be kind of a kind of a jerk. I mean, to be honest, of course honest.
0: he is. Oh, he's a big time jerk. But I but I love his show. He has great guests, <laughs> and uh, he, he's very funny.
1: Yeah, I've watched him a, a bit, I'm, I know he had like a good documentary and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. so he just like basically said their name, and it's kind of like there's oh, yeah. no news as, no such news as bad news. Like all right. publicity is good, yep. so they just kind of blew up from all those like types of things in the media. And so, because of that, uh, there's all kinds of projects that came into play that were like, oh, look at them. We could do the same thing. And so, there's still projects copying them to this day. So, (laughs) one of the big copies was Porn Rocket. Um, (laughs) You know, same name, just with one different word. Um, And they got even bigger. They went up to like $150 million or something like that. (laughs) Um, And so... Uh, i mean the real thing is that like there's a lot of hype on these things and so it doesn't matter what yes. these companies do if right. people are just excited about it, all these people will pour money into it no matter what hmm. um so they can just ride on the hype and not really do things but what i mean the main problems i see with these other tokens like cum mm. rocket and porn rocket is that right. i mean they're just not really putting like there's, there's two main problems i see. one is either they're not putting in the effort to really be a like a business, you know, in the adult industry, like they're not mm. trying super hard or they don't really know what they're doing mm. or they're, they're not even really trying to be like a, like a business. They're just literally like a pump and dump cryptocurrency saying they're doing things. Got it. Um, so the ones that are actually trying, I mean, I don't really see them really connecting in the adult industry. I don't see them talking to studios or really talking to creators. I see them talking on social media, mm. but I don't like ever hear about them in conversations with like anyone else in the, adult industry i went to miami exotica Mm
2: -hmm. a
1: couple weeks ago
2: yeah
1: and we had a move there you know my my uh brand ambassador she did a like a like a live performance there we had an nft seminar i mean it's basically the kind of place where you know if, if you're a company like me that you really should be there like networking and we were the only cryptocurrency company there whatsoever no one else was there like none of this other competition even showed up And I mean, I made a whole bunch of connections and networked to people, but, you know, I just don't see the other companies doing that, you know? And then, like I said, like a bunch of them are just literally like they say they do something, but all they really want is people to buy into their cryptocurrency and they don't really care about what they're saying they're doing. So they're not
0: really taking part in the industry. They're just, uh, you know, uh, cashing in.
1: Yeah, they're just trying to make money from just saying they're doing something and then people buy into it and then they probably are just going to. Do what that other guy did and just take all the money one day and leave. Yeah, well, that's a lot of money to take. It's a lot more than a hundred thousand dollars. That's for sure.
0: And the sad part is that people can do that, and that's 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 rough. That's really really rough. Um. So, like you said, there is a need for regulation. Where do you see yourself in a year with XXX Nifty or X Nifty, as you like to call it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think of it as triple X nifty in my head, okay. but either one. I'll try. That. Um, <laughs> I've heard people say 3X nifty too, or 3XN, all these other things. You don't
0: care what they uh, call you as long as they call you.
1: Uh, I probably should pick one or the other. I like triple X nifty. But uh, yeah, so in a year from now, I mean, we're launching uh, an OnlyFans competitor type website, which you mentioned at the beginning, right. Pleasurely, uh, mm-hmm. within October of
2: 2021.
1: Mm. Um, so I, I think literally a year from now, we're likely going to be continually expanded. Um, mm. We have some plans going into 2022 past our NFT marketplace or cryptocurrency and OnlyFans website. We're likely also going to go into VR and there's a, this whole concept called the metaverse. That's like a whole other conversation we could be having about mm. virtual property you can have and sell. And so we could be taking like our NFTs and put it into this virtual uh space and have it all you mean i can have a house
0: wait you mean i can have a house on mars
1: it's literally like um that movie what ready ready player one or -hmm. something like that where it's like you virtual world you have all these places and planets and things like that and like video game companies are making these things and it's Mm. like it's just like one of those other you never heard of it but all there's all this crazy money into it type of thing and so Mm. we're likely gonna go into that direction going into 2022 Hmm. and then also probably expand so that like our our token can be used as a payment vendor on other websites so Hmm. i mean i imagine we're gonna be pretty embedded in the adult industry at a certain point because our tokens will be all over the place
0: sweet sweet now why do you think cryptocurrencies haven't been adapted
1: faster within the adult industry yeah there's a a one really major problem with cryptocurrencies in the adult industry, and that's it's it's just real annoying to buy a cryptocurrency fast, like with a credit mm. card. You know, you click a button, you get your money, you get your porn or whatever. Right. With a, a cryptocurrency, it I mean, there's all kinds of like weird hoops and things that that get in the way. Where it's like, okay, you have to have a cryptocurrency wallet. Okay, the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. wallet is housed on this app. Okay, it needs to be this extension on in your browser it has to you know then connect to the website okay now it needs to trade this cryptocurrency for this other cryptocurrency it becomes like this like five-step process right and i mean i always hear this and the the guy's got his dick in his hand yeah, that's always what I hear. Is it's just like, oh, this guy's so horny, he's not going to buy it once he loses his boner. Basically, right. you know, and that's what's going to what, that's what happens with crypto. Is it right. it's just kind of consumer unfriendly mm. uh, to purchase compared to just using cash or a credit card. And that type of thing can be solved over time. Mm. Um, there'll definitely be what's called fiat on ramps that just take your credit card money and convert it to crypto in like mm. one button click at some point. But it's right. it's not fully there yet. Like it's not. And 2021 at a place where the adult industry can just have that, you know, button click straight to cryptocurrency. So it's still like something that's being developed basically by probably a lot of different companies and someone's going to have it. It it might be us that has it first. I don't know Mm -hmm. um, that can offer that solution to the adult industry of just real simple uh, crypto buying or even something where it looks like you're using a credit card, but then Mm -hmm. on the back end, the credit card goes and buys a a crypto, and then the crypto goes and transacts with the adult website or something like that. Interesting. Um, It's like a complex thing to design that just doesn't exist, but Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like it's infeasible. It's just someone has to make it, basically. It'll
2: happen.
0: It'll happen. Everything uh, important does happen eventually. So w- what problems are you looking to solve for the adult industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit yes. uh, here and there. But I mean, the main problem that we solve of our cryptocurrency is, uh, I mean, just getting around the whole Visa and MasterCard regulations, giving another way that pornography can be bought in a way that's deregulated. Um, in a way where there can't be a person that says you're not allowed to do that, basically, as long as it's legal in the country, like you can Mm -hmm. basically use it on a a cryptocurrency blockchain, sell it that way. Um, Other solutions that we do have, I mean, we're really giving just another revenue stream that anyone in the adult industry can have through NFTs. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just something that You know, it doesn't overlap with selling regular pornography. You could just take the same content, sell it another way. Um, So it's just giving uh, the adult industry just another, you know, injection of cash pretty much that they can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also it's something for independent creators where, you know, they can uh, feel comfortable or more comfortable using cryptocurrencies for the reasons I said previously, Mm -hmm. like for uh, no chargebacks, for the increased anonymity. Uh, because they're not going to get kicked off the platform, things like that. Mm. Um, so there's quite a few solutions that really helps, and honestly, like the adult industry is probably the only real industry I can think of where cryptocurrencies even make sense to use over cash or credit cards. Yes. like there's actually a reason you guys would want to use it. There's not a reason why Big time. anyone else would necessarily use cryptocurrencies. They could, mm. but they don't have to where you guys really have more of a need to use it big time
0: now how do you think sex workers can um gain from working with xxx nifty
1: um i mean like it's just a all the benefits i've said previously but i mean the main thing for you know overall you know again is just extra revenue stream you know it's a a future-proof method that they can always make money off of that they can um know they're not going to get kicked off the platform like i said but in comparison to other crypto projects i mean that's something i haven't really talked about yet but i mean there's a lot of just shadiness in the cryptocurrency world and i've elaborated a little bit on that um but i mean you have to really think about you know if you're going to work with a crypto project you know you're going to be giving this person probably your photo id Mm -hmm. probably your address your you know your face all these things and you have to think like okay there's a lot of scams in this space, you know. Hmm. Do I really trust like giving my information to this cryptocurrency company? Yeah. And I mean, be honest, like there's a lot of them. You really shouldn't do that to that. I know personally, like like bad things have happened with. There was a one specific uh, uh, NFT company cryptocurrency uh, that uh, specifically like they had photo IDs, and then they had like one weird person that was like taking the photo IDs. And they basically started, like, having demands to the sex workers or else that's they were serious. threatening to just dox their their photo IDs and make them public, basically. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah. And so that's, like, the kind of, like, threat that, like, can happen if you just, like, work with the wrong company. Right. You know, and we're a company. We already have equity partners in the business. We have sex workers and positions of power, like I said. You know, we're working with studios and all these other creators. So, I mean... I I personally think we're, you know, much more well vetted uh, as a company than probably any other cryptocurrency project in the adult space. I can't Mm -hmm. think of many others um, that, you know, I would personally feel safe giving uh, a credit card to. I -hmm. would say maybe Spank Chain is is decent off the top of my head. They've been around longer. Right. Um, But I can't really think of any others where Mm -hmm. i'd be like oh yeah it's perfectly fine to just hand your your photo id to them or something like that sure sure
0: um so how about adult studios and companies how can they benefit working with uh i'll say it right this
1: time triple (laughs) x nifty thank you um (laughs) for studios and for companies or also for photographers too that have lots of content like that Mm -hmm. um I mean, it again, like it's it's one of those things where you, you if you're one of these people that has that owns a company, owns a studio, is you're a photographer or something like that, that in the adult world, that just means you have mountains and mountains of content that's just been sitting around. Like if you, you've been around for 20 years, you probably literally have hundreds of thousands of images and videos mm-hmm. that aren't really being monetized one way or another or it's something sure. where it's like you have a hundred images and you're selling them for like a set and they, they sell for like 10 bucks and, you know, they're just sitting on some webpage somewhere from 10 years ago, the same content. I mean, you can remonetize it. You can turn it into NFTs. And I mean, there is a problem that like you can't literally take a hundred thousand images at the same time and turn them all into NFTs at the same time. There's a mm-hmm. certain amount of scarcity you need to have. So it has to be kind of like a, a slow rollout. Right. Um, but you uh, you can take this still, this content still, and you can remonetize it, have a new revenue stream, and it's not that much work really to to be doing that. I mean, mm. if you're just taking a straight up like an image or something and turning it into an NFT, like it's not it's not really a process at all. I mean, it's the same thing as just uploading that that image to like you know Google Drive or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's not like some technical process on the on your end of things, um, and then working with Triple X Nifty in particular. I mean. We have deals with studios where they basically just hand us content and we turn it to NFTs. We do the marketing. Um, we just hand them back money pretty much. and like, They don't really have to do much other than just like give us the content and sign a document that says we legally can do that, basically. That's a beautiful um, so, thing. <laughs> so it's just like another way they can just get money pretty much. So it's, it's kind of straightforward to me, really. That's awesome. So, Ben, how can somebody contact you? Um, I mean, I have an email. I we have a a Twitter. Um, I have a phone number. I probably shouldn't say my phone number in the middle of the nah, podcast. I wouldn't but, do that. You can say, um, but you can say, yeah. your, you can say your email though. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a better uh, option. But uh, my email is just ben at xxxnifty So that's like b e n at sign x x x n i f t y dot com. Believe I spelled that right. Uh, and then our our social media is all just. XXX Nifty on Twitter, Autumn, uh, YouTube. I think our, our Instagram has been banned, just like a lot of people in the Oh, industry, at least
0: Congratulations, once. you joined the club.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think right now in October, we're at X.XX X, 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 Nifty on Instagram. So we'll see what it is by January. It's probably going to be something <laughs> different by then. Um, but yeah, email or Twitter is probably the best place to contact us. And then we also do have a Telegram um, that I believe is just. X, X, Nifty underscore official and pretty much all the developers or myself we're going to be in there uh, throughout the day uh, so if you actually stop by there a lot of our creators are there i'm there my managers are there things like that
0: mm-hmm. fantastic well hey ben i'd like to thank you again for being our guest today on adult site broker talk and i hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon
1: awesome i had a really good time me too
0: My broker tip today is part two of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Keep your website design up to date. Do a redesign from time to time. People will tend to think your site is the same as ever and click out of it without even looking if something doesn't change. So keep it fresh and up to date. Times change, so should your website. Look at what your competitors are doing and see what it is you really like. Emulate success. If you know a site to be particularly successful, look at what it is they're doing and do some of the same things. I'm not saying copy it. I'm just suggesting you improve your site by looking around a bit. You've got to keep up with the times or you're going to end up being left behind. Also keep an eye on your competition and make sure you're offering everything on your site that they are or more. Don't just look at their design, but make sure your offers are good and you're competitive. The same goes for your content. Do you ever wonder why one site does well and others don't? Check out the competition's content. What are they doing that you're not doing? Be willing to make changes. People can't understand why they're losing sales to a competitor, yet the competitor is clearly doing everything better. Emulate success. Make sure everything on your website works well. Make sure all your links work properly. Check them on a regular basis. If things don't work, you'll lose customers. People are not patient these days. People's attention spans are like that of a gnat. They'll click out immediately and go to the next result in Google if they don't find what they're looking for. If the site is hard to navigate, or if things just don't work, check all your internal scripts and plugins and make sure they're updated regularly as well. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And... Next week, we'll be speaking with Massey of Feet for Cash. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Ben Fraden of XXX Nifty. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.